right. Uh, we're back for episode seven of the Beyond Green podcast. Uh, this is that was sorry the average white band with pick up the pieces or the beginning of pick up the pieces. If you want to hear the rest of it, listen to the end of this podcast where we'll play the rest of the song. Uh, I'm here with Lauren Spence from Power Bar. Hello. And as always, Darren Kaser from the Green Majority. Howdy ho. And we're here talking about Power Bar. Uh, they were also a they talked to Beyond Green, so that's sort of their link here. But they also have some other exciting things coming up. So we're here talking to Lauren Spence about that. Uh, so f- our first question is always, uh, what Beyond Green meant to you, or means to you? Well, Beyond Green, I mean, it's moving into a sort of a, a fiduciary sense, I guess you could say, moving into the business world with it. Uh, one thing we we really wanted to do was take. An environmental concern and make it not just convenient but also just easy you know one of the issues that we found is that people like environmentalism as a concept but they don't really want to move forward with it because it costs a little bit more it's a little bit harder so we tried to reverse that entire process make it easy make it simple and uh, the fact that it helps the environment is is great you know we all believe that it's a good thing but you know, just because we believe it doesn't mean everybody else does. So uh, the convenience factor for other people is uh, is a definitely a good thing. What's people's initial reaction? I'm just curious. Well, you know, it, it's funny because a lot of people's initial reaction is is that they say something along the lines of, "Wow, that's that's such a great idea." You know, and, and it's amazing because the the concept of a solar powered battery charger is not new. Uh, but I mean, I guess just the implementation of it, the, what we've done with it may be a little bit different. Uh, so people are surprised. They think it's a, uh, it's, it's can work and on a lot of levels and, uh, you know, it's more than anything. They just go, Hey, great idea. You know, why hasn't anybody done this sooner? So can you talk a little bit more at all about um, what the actual structure is going to be like? How are, how is this going to be rolled out? Are you specifically approaching individuals? Are you approaching businesses? Who's your, where's your first point of contact? Well, I'm sure everybody's probably seen the small-scale uh, solar-powered battery chargers. They're probably about the size of a sheet of paper. They have a panel on one side. They have a battery, you know, a couple charge ports on them. They're, they're portable. They're meant for one person to carry around and uh, and do their thing with. That market's been done. Uh, the products are out there. They're very cheap. Uh, so that's something we decided to avoid. What we're looking at is the more large-scale charge stations. So basically, you know, if you are at a, uh, a concert, that's uh, something we've all tried to do is to try to find an outlet to charge your mm-hmm. phone especially if you're at like a, a two or three day festival, you know, you, you, you lose your friends in the crowd and you go, okay, I'll text you. But then two days in that's gone too. And, uh, all of a sudden you're back to, you know, some kind of low tech, you know, waving a flag to try and find everybody. So, you know, there's no AC outlets at a concert. You know, it's, uh, it was funny. A friend of mine was down at Coachella and they, there was an unofficial kind of charge station that was set up immediately behind the bandstand where there was about six or seven AC outlets and there was a lineup of 40 people just <laughs> waiting to get an AC outlet. So, you know, we thought if we do a, a solar powered charge station, I mean, it just, it skips all of that. Uh, you can put it anywhere. Uh, you don't need a wire to it. Uh, the way we designed it, it's fully, uh, you know, f- fully self-replicating, I guess is what you could say. You know, it's, uh, it, it, it'll run indefinitely. Uh, and I'm, the current model that we have will run for a whole week before you need to charge it. You can charge six phones constantly for a week. 
And, you know, so even if it is solar powered, you're not, we wanted to make sure it wasn't going to be limited so that if you have one cloudy day, you know, everything shuts down. So uh, there's, uh, you need to build in some other kind of reliability. And, and that's like I'd mentioned before about uh, making it easy for everybody. You know, it, it, we didn't want it to be something that would just, you know, only work on a sunny day. So mm-hmm. we, we try to make it a little more versatile. And so then are you, are you primarily going after people who own event halls or who are you hoping to, to yeah, actually so, be the people that install these Yes, yeah, so, Sorry, to answer your question, we're, <laughs> we're looking mostly for, for business, for large-scale spaces, you know, um, airports, universities, uh, like I said, uh, people that do uh, event marketing. You know, it's uh, if you're at a beach, if you're, you know, in the park, something like this, any of those kind of spaces – outdoors access to sun it's it's prime prime spot for it so you know we're we're not really limited that way Mm -hmm. and where do you uh, have you done any sort of full cost accounting on the actual like inputs that go into the the units and anything like that i know that those can be incredibly incredibly hard to do so no judgment if you haven't but i'm just sort of curious (laughs) if if there had been any uh if there had been any sort of like about the materials and other sort of things because we get questions about that sometimes yeah absolutely you know and we do too and you know the the one tag that a lot of people apply to things is uh sustainable is it sustainable Uh, there's Unfortunately, to get to a point where everything is completely sustainable is I, I don't think we're we're close to that right now. You know, I think sustainability is, sustainability is kind of like truth. It's a goal. It is. It is a goal. <laughs> it's a goal you'll never reach, but it's a goal, right? Yeah, and you know, we're we're definitely heading towards that. Uh, one of the things we needed to do was make the units uh, strong. Uh, you know, if you're in an outdoor space, you you need it has to be weather resistant. It needs mm-hmm. to be. Unfortunately, uh, vandal resistance, uh, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So we made it out of aluminum. Uh, aluminum is a fully recyclable material. I'm sure we've all, you know, recycled pop mm-hmm. cans, beer cans, what have you. But uh, unfortunately, there is a large amount of energy you put into the fabrication of aluminum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not to you mention know, water. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, moving down the road, uh, we're starting in our corner. Hopefully, you know, fabrication can move in a, in a more environmental direction. And when that happens, the energy impact of what we do will be less and not just for us, but for everybody. And I mean, I think that's really what uh, the goal is on a large scale. Talk a little bit about some of the some of the limitations and, and challenges, because as you said, sort of the the in the very largest sense, the concept that you're working on is not terribly new. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've found a particularly sort of useful, I think, application for it, which is that, uh, for, for an area that wasn't sort of being addressed, which is, can we do this on the large scale? Can we sort of mass produce units so that it's always just expected now, oh, I should look for a solar station, right? That's what you're looking for. You mm-hmm. want to just this to be anywhere so you don't have to go and find your car outlet so that we'll just get used to our culture and that it's around and that you'll go find a solar one. You don't need an outlet. Exactly. It's I mean, part of the goal, right? So yeah, we'd what love are some of the challenges, to- though? We'd love this to be, you know, almost ubiquitous, like a like a light pole, like or mm-hmm. telephone pole. You know, there's, uh, I mean, anywhere you go, there's a vast amount of sky sun available to do this kind of thing. So, uh, you know, you could foreseeably in the future arrive at a point where you would just have the ability to charge your mobile device. I mean, obviously, we've seen how prevalent they are in our society now. Uh, you know, it was really interesting. I was watching an interview with uh, with Douglas Copeland, and he raised this really interesting point. He had a picture of people watching uh, the sort of the aftermath of 9-11, and everybody was staring up at the sky. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and he said, you know, 
that wouldn't happen today. Mm. And, you know, everybody kind of said, well, what do you mean? He said everybody would have their phone up with a camera taking video footage of this going on. And that was what, 12 years ago? Yeah. So, I mean, you look at how much has changed now. We basically have a portable computer we carry with us all the time. We're more and more reliant on them. You know, units that have big video screens, you can't make it through a day without there's only charging. There's only three of us in this room, and I think I count four computer. <laughs> if, you, if you count data <laughs> yeah. phones, there's yeah. at least four or five yeah. computers in this exactly. room, three of us. So. <laughs> yeah, we have the equivalent of like every supercomputer in the world from the 60s on this table currently. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah well, Darren and I were, have, were having a conversation yesterday, I think it was, about how uh, – was it a conversation? Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson yes. uh, at one oh, point man. was mentioning a, a thing where he was saying that even if yeah, if you brought 10 years ago from – if you like, you went back to even 2002 with one of our phones, very similar sort of thing, everyone would think you're a heretic. Like what are you doing yeah, with they, one of these things? like they would yeah. burn you at the stake for yeah. being a witch. Yeah, because <laughs> right. you would have this magic phone that did right. all these things that, that – that even 10, 15 years ago would be a complete joke. And we'll think about it. 25 years ago, we didn't have phones at all that we'd carry around. You know, those bricks right. you see occasionally on, like, old sitcoms. And that's <laughs> as close as you ever see to those sort of things again. And, yeah. and the idea that, you know, so much of what Star Trek was built off of is now existent. And, like, we'll think about 1984's, uh, you know, TVs that also watch you. Basically mm-hmm. totally possible. Well, sure. And this, and this, I think, provides a really good exit to sort of, like, uh, bring the scale up to 10,000 feet again for a second. Which mm-hmm. is that I think a lot of the weight reason, like... Obviously, we're here talking about a sort of a very specific project that you guys are working on, but sort of to bring to bring it to the big picture again, I think we've actually hit on one of the major issues about how we ended up in this situation in the first place, mm-hmm. which is that our maturity for this technology has grown up way slower than our ability to do it right which is why i love the the sort of i say it all the time and i don't think i don't think people realize how good an analogy it is and of course this is me patting myself on the back but Naturally. it's like we're like children with like a that found daddy's shotgun right like the the <laughs> le, the level of our understanding and ability to reason at the scale required compared to our ability to impact the area around us is literally it's that's it's literally in, in like a that, slightly right? uh, less dangerous way, but uh, <laughs> no, no. But I mean, when we're, ta- when we're talking about climate change, we're talking about ending all life on Earth. So I don't think I think maybe a shotgun isn't, or, or you know, potentially right. changing the course of civilization. In that case, we're not talking about a shotgun; we're talking mm-hmm. about a saw or something. Like you know what I mean? Like it really is that drastic, right? right? And we're, we're just so powerful, and we don't have half a mind of how powerful we are because a lot of the effects of how powerful we are come in the combination of, of individuals acting independently. Right. So our ability to change the climate through millions of small actions and through cum- cumulative cars. It's not like a little kid pulling a trigger, yes. but cumulative, it, cumulatively mm-hmm. it is. But mm-hmm. it's just putting a lot of distance between the kid, the shotgun, and the finger. That's all, really all that's doing. But it's a similar situation, right? If you just speed up time, it effectively is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and you raise a good point because cumulative small actions got us to this place and cumulative small actions will also take us away from this place. And, you know, a lot of people who are conscientious enough to respect the environment, respect, you know, the consequences of their actions already know this. You know, there's always kind of, in in the history of humanity, there's always kind of been a, a shepherd that's shown up every once in a while and kind of guides, you know, people in a certain direction. And not forcibly, just kind of show them, you know, figuratively the light kind of thing. You know, this is something that we're trying to to just move a few small pieces in a direction that that can that can move a whole lot more later and uh, you know i'm sure when henry ford invented the the car he wanted everybody to have one he probably didn't think that, that it would replace them walking everywhere and you know <laughs> they drive to 
the gap in a in a <laughs> mini mall, you know, kind of thing. So, but unseen consequences of his actions. So, you know, we're, with us starting essentially on a small scale power grid, maybe down the road this can this can really have some some major impact. You know, th- there's been a lot of talk about uh, about the nature of power and and how people utilize it. Uh, generated, you know, from coal, hydroelectric, nuclear, whatever, uh, transferred to your house, you know, there's a real argument for small-scale generation, for everybody just generating enough power to meet the majority of their needs and then being able to share it with others, you know, and that's essentially what we're starting with. Why do you think, why do you think that is? Why do you think we're so obsessed as a culture with centralized everything? Because for me, that's mm-hmm. really what it is. It's yeah, just it's- an obsession with centralization. Well, I mean, I think that's that's a heck of a question. I think we could be here all day answering that one, but <laughs> that's why I like sitting on this side of the table. <laughs> the you know, I, I, I need to lay that bomb and just walk yeah, away. Yeah, walk away. <laughs> Enjoy. Quite literally, actually. Oh, I'll have to cut the red wire here. Um, I think that's um, you know, it's a combination of things. Just on a very high scale level. Some people just don't want to deal with it. They just want to have the convenience. They want to have what they want when they want it. And if somebody else handles it, then they can just get it when they need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, paying a power bill is easier than trying to maintain a solar system on your house, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, the only people that do that are people that are really interested in it, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I do it in a heartbeat because I love it. But, you know, could I convince my sister to do that? Maybe, maybe not, you know. Mm-hmm. it's uh, So, you know, the, the whole idea of centralization is just having the people that know how to do it, can do it, do it well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, unfortunately, you know, as our needs have grown and as our uh, demands have, have increased, the – you need more and more. So there's people that specialize are sort of resorting to ever more extreme measures to, to deliver. And, you know, unfortunately, people get locked in a feedback loop where they keep looking for a solution and keep looking for a solution. And then, you know, everybody kind of needs to step back and just go, well, we're, we're kind of running down this path. Like, should we stop and look for a better way? And everybody everybody knows that one person who when they get something wrong instead of changing they double down like no, yeah, no the yeah, reason yeah. i failed is because i didn't scream at them aloud enough <laughs> yeah or you know i didn't i didn't punch the police officer instead of just telling you know the problem is <laughs> there is there's, there's those people right in our culture yeah, yeah. who are just like no 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 i'm gonna double down that's what's wrong <laughs> the problem right. darren is you didn't you didn't ask the right questions so oh how, that's could, true, how yeah. could they answer correctly yeah <laughs> yeah exactly uh, yeah. very regional rob ford joke there for everybody <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, I i i'm gonna jump in and answer that uh, that wonderful question of centralization because i think it's, I think it really speaks to the sort of the the overall issue that Power Bar sort of tries to address, which is is that large scale v small scale uh, power generation. Or I've, when I was in university, what, the, what the, how I was taught, taught it was soft soft energy grid and hard energy grid. And the soft energy grid was this small scale power generation div- diversified everything like that. And hard scale and not hard scale um, hard. Something. Anyways, hard something. I'll remember what I'm saying. I'll add that to the bottom of under this. Under this. Um, but it's it was basically that these would be the large, you know, the large power plants. It, what's interesting about it is even in both in both ways of going about energy production, uh, there exists renewables and non-renewables. And that hydro is very, 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 very much a hard path. Hard path. There it is. Hard path energy energy plan. In that it's it's centralized. You get really big dams, and that's what's that's what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also, and then, and you, but you also can have small, but like, but most people think of renewables in a connection with soft path energy and plants, and especially renewables that include wind and solar. Wind and solar are the most common of the two. 
Um, and I think that idea of the idea of whether or not uh, I think you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned the idea that people don't want to deal with it, and that's a big part of it. I think there's, people will often pay for convenience. People learn that people will pay for convenience, and that has become our entire economy now. So you sort of see the more convenience you can jam into something, the more people will pay for it, and people will pay for it. Like as we said earlier, Stephanie, we have four phones for four, four pieces of. Con- I thought we promised we were going to get through at least one of these podcasts without getting into economics. I uh, thought we agreed. I don't. Well, I thought we had an agreement. Didn't we do that on the philosophy one we did? Yeah. No, I know that's nonsense. All right, <laughs> but I think that's I think it's I think it's the case. I think there's there's a really interesting uh, people will pay for convenience, and that, I think that that is a strong push for this kind of which I think is why you find all these other things interesting. What I find interesting about about the ways outside of this, like like Power Bar, is um, is things like Food Share, which or um, or Cultivate Geo. Uh, which or which groups that basically say like we will you we will create this sort of soft soft path system, but we'll do it for you. We'll come to your house. We'll we'll mm. set up these things. We'll do it all for you. So the convenience is still there, but society gets the benefits of the soft path, mm-hmm. which I think is partially what Power Bar is trying to do here, or in that you guys are sort of bringing soft path to the grid without them really without people really fully understanding without you're bringing them the convenience of hey now I can charge my phone with the fact that now. They aren't charging their phone from power that probably came from Florida or Ohio or you know Darlington. I, I'm I'm unfortunately going to have to to slip out uh, shortly, so I want right. to get in. I'm going to go the complete opposite way of you. All right, hit me. <laughs> Not physical. I think that it is an we're just in a really sick age where people are willing to sell absolutely everything for short-term convenience. Mm. And what they've sold now in addition to all their personal information on Facebook and every other right they've ever had is now we've gotten we're, now we're at the end, end of the cupboard. And the last mm. thing in that cupboard is is our d- democracy, not in the sense of the democracy in the cumulative sense, mm. but at the, your own independence. You're giving away your own citizenship in the sense that like with, with distributed power, the whole idea of everybody having different uh, solar panels on their roofs mm. as opposed to one centralized thing is nobody can ever shut you down. You're in charge of your thing. If your neighbor, right. if there is breaks, you can lend them. I have power. I'm going to lend you my power. We're all as mm. individually as things so that we can help and encourage each other. Mm-hmm. When everything gets centralized and lowest cost ever gets is the only common denominator, everybody loses. Mm-hmm. Now, the one guy who owns the you know the, that company maybe wins in that area, <laughs> but when that's the entire basis of our all our civilization, no one is ever going to win in more than one of those categories very mm-hmm. often, right. and nobody's ever going to win in all of them. Right, and well, so we basically guarantee the nature of the world. I mean, nobody, mm-hmm. no one person is ever going to win everything. Right, so. but so what? What, I'm, what my point is is that I, what I wanted to sort of get across, though, to about my my rampant, crazy, you know, smoking hippie or whatever. For, yeah, see, this is for great. A see, see what talking was about that, power bar can bring us to. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is has that, been wild. How quickly it got here. Is that is is just that like when you give away everything. And you mm. have nothing left. You really don't have any right to complain. Mm. And so, and like in that sense of like it, the reason, the best sales point for getting solar panels on your roof, whether it's through a power bar option or whatever it is, mm. or or whether it's investing in a wind turbine or any of that stuff, is that you're giving your you're you're giving your control control over your own life to yourself. Mm. And and it's your own the sovereignty. I think was the word I was looking for. You're mm. giving away your sovereign right to everything, mm. so that you have to be at someone else's deference for everything that you need, all mm. of your needs. And that's just the opposite direction from what could possibly be helpful. Mm. No cost could be worth paying is to have no sovereignty, no rights, right? right? And, and yet apparently I'm the only one that well, thinks there's so. <laughs> a lot of people are, are, are very much fine with having somebody else make the decisions. You know, yeah. that's – if the uh, ultimately it comes down to the 
anthropological principle, if it was going to be a different way, it would be a different way. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we are where we are right now. And, uh, you know, obviously, even just the fact that three of us are sitting here is just to to try and either raise awareness, make a difference, any of those little start the roll the pebble that uh, causes the avalanche, you know, all whatever sort of euphemisms you want to throw at it. Uh, Might you even say kickstart? Kick, yeah. Uh, (laughs) And the perfect segue. (laughs) Awesome. Well, you know, the one thing I really wanted to do just very quickly Hmm. is just, uh, you know, obviously I know what Power Bar is extremely well since I've been working on it nonstop for the last uh, few months, but for everybody else, what we're doing is is uh, is on the bare level. It's a solar powered phone charger. I mentioned that, but it, it's designed in such a way that multiple people can use it. It's weatherproof. It's waterproof. You can put it outside. You can leave it outside. Uh, it's heavy. It's durable. You know, all of these kind of things that make it perfect for not just sitting on the kitchen counter, for but for putting on the sidewalk so that anyone can use it. Our goal is is to have it be free. We want we don't want people to have to put their credit card in to charge their phone. You know, a lot of people they'll they'll do that. Ultimately, you got people at gunpoint. You know, if they have to <laughs> make a phone call, and you know, <laughs> you get them one way or the other. But we don't want to do that. We want it to be free. Uh, we really want uh, you know people to just have it available. So uh, you know, in response to that, we developed the product, and actually, like you mentioned, we did start a, a Kickstarter, and uh, it's live right now. Uh, we're looking to raise seven thousand dollars so we can build two units. Uh, we have stretch goal of fifteen and twenty-five, so we can build more. And what we're actually doing is we're going to be putting these units in the public space. Hmm. So uh, we're we've actually on our website, uh, powerbar.com, we have a a voting uh, table. So uh, a number of areas in the GTA, you can vote for uh, where you want it to be. Hopefully you can get it close to your home. Uh, and then we'll enter into agreements to put them in parks, public spaces, that kind of thing. So, you know, it, it's, it'll start with a couple. And then as we go, we'll, we'll just add more and more and more, uh, you know, and it's one of those kind of things that as soon as people see them and start using them, then the demand's there. You know, already we've seen demand. We've already had inquiries literally all the way across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from surprising places, you know, uh, like I would mentioned airports, you know, airports are interested in this. And for the simple reason that it's cheaper and easier to put in a solar powered phone charger, uh, most of them are built like atriums, they have windows everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, than it is to hire an electrician to come in and put in more AC outlets. You know, and, and when you think about that, you kind of go, wow, okay. But, uh, you know, obviously they, they love the green angle. Uh, we do too. And, uh, but you can literally just plop it down wherever you want. And because you're able to move it, as long as you have a window, it'll work. Uh, you know, it makes it flexible. So it's just kind of one of these things, you know. And, uh, you know, the, the, so we've been really working with that response. Uh, it's been great so far. And uh, we're just looking to, to really keep it going. We want to get these in the public space. So, uh, you know, if you do visit uh, our Kickstarter and you want to make a donation, we we would love it. We would we'll give you a big virtual hug. Mm-hmm. Uh, are the If you contribute uh, enough, I think I can probably get them to commit to a real one. Actually. <laughs> hey, yeah. actually, yeah. 2,000 and above, we'll say, yeah, and you get a real hug. Hey, real hug. drive to their house and 
and give them a hug. Is that power, fair? power bar hug. Yeah, both Very arms good. all the way around. Awesome. <laughs> uh, the actually, if if you do uh, donate uh, two hundred dollars, which I know is a lot, but uh, you get to come to our big uh, release party that we're having. Oh, so yeah. uh, so then you can. It will not be virtual. It will be, be a real hug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we can get into maybe. Maybe more what uh, – I'm actually just really interested to see how you got involved in Power Bar in the first place. Like yeah. what, what, brought, what even brought you to this whole idea? Well, you know, I, uh, I've sort of been a sort of a jack of all trades through, uh, through several things that I, I've done. And one thing I ended up doing uh, is working with uh, DC power systems. Uh, so that's, you know, battery, solar, mm. a lot of renewable energies, all DC related. Um, I met uh, John Wilson. Uh, John Wilson works with uh, with Bullfrog Power, mm. and uh, besides being a, a fairly ardent environmentalist, he he's also a sailor. And one thing he wanted to do uh, was take a an old, dirty internal combustion motor out of a sailboat and replace it with an electric motor. <laughs> and you know, uh, if you know anyone in the marine industry or boating in general, you'll know that. That world moves extremely slowly. There's not change does not come fast. I thought sailboats were still totally the most reasonable way of getting around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one's sailing across the Atlantic anymore. I'm so confused. Hey, a lot of people do actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still it's pretty wild. But um, so he couldn't find anybody anybody that was willing to install an electric motor. They just thought you know you, you talked about being a heretic for having a cell phone. Well, putting a <laughs> uh, putting an electric motor in a boat was uh, was full on craziness. So. Uh, you know, I was excited to try it. It's you know, we we kind of sat down and talked. The more we talked, the more we realized we had a lot of things in common. And before you know it, a couple months later, it was done, and uh, and it worked like a charm. You know, and it, it fully electric, no hmm. no dirty gas, oil, whatever. How did, how did you power it? Uh, it's a bunch of. Four very large batteries. Actually, oh. the, the same batteries that we used to, to power the sailboat, we used to power uh, power bar. Oh. So it's been a nice kind of uh, continuity between the two. And, um, yeah, so John and I, you know, discovered being of like mind. And, and John's kind of this, you know, uh, we're all like grasshopper to, mm. to John. He's sort of the sensei of, <laughs> uh, of ideas. And, you know, it's uh, – he has a real vision for what he'd like to see. And, and, and he's – the different thing I find about John is he doesn't just talk about it. He's mm. always kind of trying little things to see what works. And so I think so the idea for Power Bar had kind of been rattling around in that, uh, in that head of his for, uh, for a number of years. Mm. And about probably just a little under a year ago, he, uh, I, I sort of ran into him happenstance and he told me what he was doing. And then I said, you know, hey, that sounds awesome. I'd love to be uh, a part of that if, uh, if, if it ends up going anywhere. And they ended up making a, uh, a prototype, and then beyond that, uh, there was enough interest to, to keep it going. So they brought me on, and with my experience in manufacturing and building and, and electronics, it, it was a good fit. So the, uh, we have two other members on our team as well, uh, Elena and Colin. Mm. Uh, they're sort of the, uh, the marketing and uh, PR uh, geniuses mm. on the team. <laughs> so... Uh, so everybody has a, a part to play, and uh, you know it, it, it's been a good, it's been a great experience. You know, there's, a, I know you kind of learn in everything you do, but it's, I've learned a lot about, uh, you know, what really makes environmentalists and environmentalism kind of tick and work, right. and 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 you know, it, it's it, it's just been great to be a part of it. 
Great. I think actually I have, a, I have a fantastic follow-up question, which I thought of as you were talking, which is very rare for me as I'm, I'm somewhat new to this whole uh, audio re- re- a way of, of, of communicating with people. Uh, what I'm, uh, I come from a background of more video work. I've done the last three years. I met Darren only very recently, at least in the history of our lives. Mm-hmm. I guess it's been a couple months, so it's been longer than that. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but what I find interesting, actually, and what I think is, would be great to hear about is so often young people, and something that I've been interested in a long time, is young people, and because Beyond Green was really created for, for youth. Uh, it was mm-hmm. ages 14 to 30. Was, you, you couldn't be older than 30 to show up unless you were running something. That was basically the way they ran it. Uh, and what I find so interesting about that uh, is that so often as young people we're told to get involved. That's the that's the catchphrase. Mm-hmm. I, I learned I learned today that there is a, a whole organization called Get Involved, mm-hmm. which is just about getting involved. And what I love about that phrase is no one really knows what it means. Whenever you ask someone, <laughs> how do I get involved? They're like, I don't know, right. join an organization. Yeah. But then you talk to all these organizations and they're like, we have all these weird people who walk into organizations and say, I want to volunteer. And then we're like, you can't just say, I want to volunteer because that's not very helpful to us. Right. Like we have specific things we need you to do. Right. Um, and But yet here is something, that, what I find so interesting about Power Bar and things of, of its nature is that it really is something that a bunch of you sort of came together and like, we're actually going to do something. We're going to make something Build something. It's, I think it's mm-hmm. what I think it's what often attracts people to sort of the makers community, which mm-hmm. is something I've I've, only, I've recently sort of been aware of in Toronto. Of sort of oh, we went to a, the Tool Library had an event and we went there and we sort of met a bunch of people from the makers community. Hmm. And this idea of this set of people who just really wanted to who just went out and just did things, mm-hmm. really like as I mentioned, John was always testing things. That kind of right. idea of just going out and doing something. And and even if even if it's by yourself, even if it's just I have an idea, I'm going to try it. I'm going to build. I'm going to do something. That it seems that's an empowering message to give to people mm-hmm. and i would love to hear your thoughts of sort of the advantages of just actually building or doing well you know the 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 one thing that you hear a lot of people say is that you know i i wish i could find something that would do this hmm. or, or or you know why I, I need this to do this they they have a, they have something that does 90% of what they want, but but it doesn't quite get all the way there. You know, and everybody always says necessity is the mother of invention, and, and for the most part it is. But, you know, some people just kind of put down the bag and just kind of mm. don't quite get all the way to uh, to the end. But, you know, it, it's th- there's a real satisfaction. I mean, especially just in, in finishing something. I mean, for mm. me, I, when I build something, I, it sits there and I go, you know, hey, I made that. And, and it feels awesome. And, you know, whether you're a woodworker or a metalworker or, you know, artist, musician, anybody who creates, you know, there is a satisfaction that comes along with it. And a lot of people probably think that it's more difficult than it is. But, you know, there's so much in the world technologically that's making it easier than it's ever been before. Uh, and I'd say probably the, the biggest thing of all is going to be 3D printing mm. and how it just – it's going to completely revolutionize the world, mm-hmm. you know. And you talk about the, those small steps and, and you know, it, 10 years ago, it was a total – it was a voodoo technology. Oh, yeah, but, for but, sure. But now it like – It still sort of feels like a voodoo technology to me. <laughs> but, but it's so cool what you yeah. can do with it. Like like somebody printed a, like a, a, an ear – yeah. Like like human flesh. I mean, like when you really try to wrap your head around that, you, you know, all this stem cell research, all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, it's it, extremely important. But mm-hmm. I mean, for some like a burn victim, if you could like print a new face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that's wild. Yeah. And, you know, you take that a step back and just saying, you know, oh, I wish I had a, a holder for my for my phone that would hold it at this angle. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do it mm-hmm. and, and you can make it in your house. 
on your own in half an hour. Yeah. You know, and that is unbelievable. Yeah. And a good example of that is just, well, another example of, of the, of, of the, advantages that we have today over advantages people had years ago is, is Wikipedia and the internet in general. Like if <laughs> yeah. you, if you want to, especially if you want to build something, let alone if you want to build something that someone else has never built before, if you want to build yeah. something that someone has built before, you can find a tutorial on that. Yeah. Any tutorial on literally everything. It's yeah, absolutely insane. Yeah. There's a, a great website I use, uh, it's called instructables.com mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's a bunch of people that just, you know, make stuff, build stuff, and, and they show it step by step how they did it. Hmm. So, you know, good on them for taking the time and the effort to do it because, you know, the, oftentimes, like, it, it, it makes you more self-reliant, you know. Like, w- we had heard about how people are willing to, to sort of put their trust in others to give up their power. The increasing self-reliance ultimately makes everything and everyone, I believe, just kind of a better person. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's uh, when you don't have to rely on 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 someone else to do something you need. It, it's just it's freeing. Right. It's it's nice to just be able to to go. Hey, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do it today. Yeah, you know, it's it's very liberating. Yeah, I think and that ties interesting back to something Darren was mentioning earlier, and something I was going to jump in on, but then end up not doing so, which is the idea of. Of that, you know, same similar to having, you know, power reason having solar power on your roof is that it, it, it again, it's something, it's something that you you have now done. You've now done it. You now have control over that. In the mm-hmm. same way, I think I an interesting thing I always uh, I always ask. Uh, I, I talk to high schools often, and one thing I do when I walk in there is I ask them, "How many? How long do you think we as Toronto would live if all imports ended today?" And the answers are always they vary. Some people think we live for years. Some people think we live a day. And I, I, I mean, my usual response is, let's be honest here. We, how much food do we make? How many of us are, are there? How reliant are we on the outside world? And, I, and, and every sort of thing, like being able to build what you don't have, being able to power without, without contacts, and then, or all the sort of growing local gro- food movements, all of those things are actually building towards a sustainable movement. Mm-hmm. And I think Power Bar and this Maker Bar's community, Maker's community are two things that are, that are fundamental to this sustainable sustainable future we're seeing mm-hmm. of diversified power of everyone's self-reliance and i think that movement towards something that we're sort of seeing more and more and i think it'll be really interesting uh mm-hmm. but uh, just to close up if you have any last thoughts on power bar on the sustainability future generally and then we'll sort of let uh we'll let the band play us out <laughs> well sustainability you know it's uh obviously uh, some people think about it a lot some people don't think about it at all but one way or the other it will end up impacting all of us uh you know if you don't make decisions decisions get made for you mm. and uh so the one thing i always try to tell everybody is you know guys decide to to do something you know don't don't sit and wait for it to happen to you and i think out of that you know there's a lot of things that are it, it's it's getting easier to be empowered it's getting mm. easier to be someone that can make a difference you know there's uh, you know, it, it's it's funny the whole uh, Beyond Green movement. You know, the idea of of it coming out of a, a failed movement. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that it's just the nat- next evolution of a movement. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think environmentalism failed. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody knows about it. You know, if if that was the goal, I mean, obviously the, their goals were a little further and longer reaching than just make sure everybody's aware. But, you know, awareness is is, <laughs> is the first step to, to getting people to do stuff. And, you know, I think there's a lot of positive things happening. And uh, I think there's a lot of small changes happening that, that can really make a difference in, in 10, 15, 20 years. You awesome. Know? 
Awesome. Thanks so much. A great place to end it off. Uh, this is Lauren Spence from Power Bar. By all means, check out uh, Power Bar's Kickstarter and uh, what's your guys' website? Powerbar.ca? Power Bar. That's Power Bar with two R's dot CA. Excellent. And uh, this is going to be uh, Pick Up the Pieces by The Average White Band to play us out. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you.